I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. The last day of April already. Oh my gosh. Happy Friday. May is upon us. It's my favorite. Well, one of my favorite months. I love it. You know that we are multi-passionate around here. We love a variety of things and we're super curious. So as always, we're nerding out and having fun, but we also have to give you our overall non-spoilery thoughts on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and also Mortal Kombat. There is so much to talk about. So let us end our week right. I can safely say that to know him was to love him and to love him was to know him. Those who knew him loved him, while those who did not know him loved him. Uh, but let's rock it. Well, welcome to the Real Brian Show. I think we're talking about those who knew Captain Influence loved him, uh, and those who loved him knew him hello captain influence hi i'm really confused about <laughs> after that movie clip <laughs> what's that from that was star trek <laughs> oh that was data so oh. here's a uh, here's a hilarious one is i'm thinking of this quote and all of a sudden that that quote just popped to my head i mean it's random i think i'm in the shower you know when you're in the shower and you think of things and it's oh, like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. And all I hear is this, like, to love him is to know him and to know him. I'm like, dude, data, come on. And then I'm wow, like, okay, I, I got to play that quote. And then I'm like, which episode was that in? And then I'm not kidding. Within seconds, I'm like, oh, the schizoid man season two. Uh, and I'm like, dear God, what is wrong with me? What kind of a nerd am I <laughs> to not remember that? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just here at your sufferance basically so you know I what, bow though? down to your nerdness let's put it that way <laughs> I don't know if that's something to be proud of though <laughs> but uh yeah so captain you sound really sexy do I sound different you sound good man do I sound good it's like dang dang what do I sound now what do I sound now you sound like sound your old now? self now I can't even hear you anymore I'm just backing up from my new mic. What's up? Oh, the mic is working, dude. It sounds nice. Oh, I look. It looks like a professional setup in the studio now. It's really weird. I mean, I don't have I don't have half the acreage that you do in your studio, but <laughs> um, or what is it, like like ten acres now? I don't know. Uh, like but that. you know, I've only got maybe oh, let's see, uh, oh, 150 square feet in okay. here, maybe. Yeah. yeah but like, uh, oh, it's just. 150 square I feel feet. Like a pro. It's like the size I feel like of a pro. My... I sound like a pro. Yeah. I got to see captain's beautiful, you know, video setup and everything like that. And you've got the boom arm and everything. It's a really nice looking boom arm. Yeah. Super. Oh man. Just real nice. And you've got the shock mount now and you were tapping oh. your desk. I'm like, I can't hear your mic. It's awesome. I'm going to oh. start my own pirate radio station yeah. this weekend. Captain's yeah. pirate radio. Arg. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh dude. I'm excited for that. Oh, well, we're going to get it. Yeah, we're going to get into video in just a second. I'll, I'll tell you what's going on here. But thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. And it's Friday and we get to have fun. I hope you get to end your week right. That is the intention today. And in order to celebrate that, I pulled out a tea that I've not had in a while for some reason. My Taiwan. Remember this? The Taiwan milk oolong tea. It yeah. Maybe. Kwaki Serpiniku. <laughs> this stuff is actually from Taiwan. And it's an oolong tea, but it's called a milk oolong. I've talked about it on the show before, but I just took a drink of it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Would you call it Formosan tea? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know about that. I know they don't call it Formosa anymore, but would you? It's good. That's all I'm going to say. It's fantastic. <laughs> Silence and then you're taking, well, a, drink. taking yeah, a drink. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Let's talk video because, you know, last week we're like, all right, we're going to test it this week. Well, we did test it. You've tested your side. I've tested my yep. side. 
but oh my gosh, let me just tell you that this project just keeps taking a little bit more time and a little bit more time. It's fun, by the way. Like I'm not stressed. I'm not anxious about it. I'm having a really, really good time doing it. But then I go, oh yeah, this isn't actually working correctly yet. So that's not going to work to record the show. Oh, oh yeah. I've got to figure this little piece out. So there's all kinds of little things that I'm getting there, but I've done my camera test. It looks so good. It's awesome. You thought you were going to be going on a little hiking trip in the cat skills and then you ended up climbing Mount Everest basically, right? Yeah, you, you get it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to test Mike out on this new mic. Yeah, Mike on the mic. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You get it. Yeah. You know, he asked us on, on Wednesday last week. He was like, you guys haven't imitated me in a while. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Challenge. There oh, you go. <laughs> oh, can I just say, Mike, uh, thank you for listening. And by the way, your commentary last Wednesday was some of the funniest and most entertaining time I have had in such a long time with game nights. I mean, I was, I laughed so hard that night. That was one of our best game nights because of Mike that we've had in years. It was amazing. So, and and he said he'd be on the show. Yeah. And then he's like, make it happen. Do I I have to keep it clean and family friendly? And I said, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's kind of the intention of the show. And he's like, uh, I did ask him about the lightsaber, the Disney lightsaber. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he said, well, he doesn't know. He's not on the project, so he doesn't know a whole lot about it. And, he, you know, even if he did, he probably couldn't share much. But pretty much what we talked right. about last week is what we know. Back to the video really quickly, because I was talking to Lord Thunder about this, too. And he's like, are you ready for video? And I said, no. And, you know, I said on the outside, it probably looks like we're just delaying and delaying. But, you know, behind the scenes, every single day I've been making major steps forward definite progress. It's been really cool. It's very exciting to see this all come together. And I've been learning a lot too, which has been really like, for example, I've been nerding out on lighting. And so I'm going, okay, how does this lighting look? And then, well, you know, you got some weird shadows here and you're doing this. And and then I'm going, okay, I got to research a little more on this. Well, then you realize, yeah, lighting does a lot of weird things. It either creates a uh, blowout, like a white, you become super white and it blows the light out or it's creating unnecessary or unflattering shadows or, mm-hmm. you know, it makes your skin tone look really weird, like purple or, you know, jaundiced or something like that, you know, and so and then you start going, okay, and then you've got to have your what they call the fill light. So you, this is cool that you your main light is called the key light. But then if you have it straight on your face, it can create shadows like underneath your chin or your glasses or nose or whatever. And also it's like really hard to look at after a while. If you're staring at the camera and the lights right in your eyes, I guess it's it creates headaches. So you want to move it 30 degrees to one side or the other, but then it casts a shadow on that other side. So then you want to have what they call a quote fill light, which (laughs) fills in that side. And it's just like, oh, duh, makes sense. You know, you don't think about this kind of stuff. And then they talk about ring lights. Well, if you're wearing glasses, you're going to see this giant (laughs) light ring right in the middle (laughs) of your glasses. And you're going to, yeah, it's, it's glasses. The other thing is um, I'm learning uh, the software called OBS, which is on PC. It's a broadcasting software and allows you to basically do the video and, and broadcast and record like we're doing. So you can do a lot of stuff on the fly, which is really cool. And I'm excited because I want to reduce the post-production needs a lot and just kind of try to do everything kind of live. Right. So I've been learning all that. And I mean, I can't tell you how much fun this has been. I've been really nerding out on it like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Sounds it like I'm really glad. I'm glad you're having a lot of fun with it. You're excited too, because like, you know, in the I, beginning, I know you're like, I'm not doing video, man. You'll never get me to do video. And then all of a sudden you're like, true. actually, I'll do video, and but I'm covering my face up. And then now you're like, dude, I'm having fun. And yeah, and it's it, awesome. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily because I didn't want anybody to see my face. Uh, I'm not a very private person. You're in witness protection, man. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I am. I am. Yeah. Now you all know. Well, that's why we call you Captain Influence. Yeah. And Tony's not even your real name anyway. So. Right, right. It's, it's totally a pseudonym. Yes. Yeah. But what yeah. was the uh, the fake reason that you didn't want to be on video? I mean, you were kind of using it as well, a cover. I just didn't want to show off my 10-pack. I'm really modest. I know. And I just don't want everybody to see how ripped I am. Yeah. So I just was going to show the top of my head. Like, uh, what's his name on um, Home Improvement? Remember? Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. But then it turns out that was going to be too much work. So once Brian's done all his tweaking, and once I've done a little bit of tweaking, you can see me in all my glory. Right now, I kind of look like an egg head. And the reason <laughs> is uh, because my head is shaped a little bit like an egg. And also my stylist, I don't know, not my stylist. I don't have stylist. a stylist. The stylist at Sports Clips last weekend 
chopped me hard. Oh, no. She took my lettuce down to this weird shape. And so it looks like like she has it the sides shaved all the way up to the top. And then it's a little longer on the top. Yeah. That's kind of the in style right now, dude. If you didn't have an egg-shaped head, it, it would be yeah. all right. But, but you could like slick your hair back on the top, you know, and kind of get that <laughs> pompadour look going. <laughs> pompadour. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, see? I love that word. <laughs> pompadour. <laughs> it's just so, like, yeah, it's like so, <laughs> so now I'm excited about doing video and yeah. I'm I'm not going to have quite the setup you're going to have, but it's a mine's more of a work in progress. So, well, sure. I got to stop myself from dancing around so much. No, that's I look okay. Like a, I look, but I'm going to look like a five-year-old who has to use the restroom. That's what awesome. I, this is what I do. Dude, this, no, I'm, I'm always got energy and that's, you know I'm, what, when I coach people on podcasting, I mean, I don't coach anyone on video, but whenever I get a chance to do that and they're, you know, it, it's the funniest thing. You'll hear somebody talk when you're having a conversation with them, then they'll get behind a microphone and they're a completely different person. And you're like, dude, be yourself. So if you want to dance behind or in front of the camera, do it. Doesn't matter, right. man. Yep. You asked for it. I'm serious, man. Be the spaz. Go to town. Drink the caffeine. Oh, and, and, and I have to admit right now that in the last week or so, I've completely lost my physique. It's gone. Oh, no. Um, yeah, my, my 10 pack's still there, but it's totally hidden under what I would call a pony keg. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've just been going nuts on Ben and, ben and Jerry's ice cream, pizza, mm. and 7-Up and pretzels. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Code Red. No, no, no Mountain Dew. No oh, Mountain Dew. I don't, okay. I don't go that crazy. So I've I've just covered everything up because I'm a little embarrassed by it. And so now I have this nice little pony keg. It's going to be exciting because we'll be doing mics on shirts off. So have fun. (laughs) You can be like, check it out. Slap, slap, you know, check these bad boys out. Yeah. (laughs) Look at the size of this keg. Oh my gosh. It's man. You know, mantastic. There you go. There's a word for you. Uh, You know, speaking of eating crappy food, I've been trying to eat a little healthier. Well, good for you. So, yeah. But on the other hand, on the weekends, I'm a little more flexible. So, you know, if I feel like eating a donut or, you know, uh, two pizzas or something like that. That's okay. Exactly. Have a good time. That is okay. But I am am excited, though, because during the week, we've gotten a little more strict and intentional, which is good and necessary. And that's the way it should be, because if you're not, then you don't see results. If you're kind of like, well, you know, I'll eat healthy as much as I can, then you don't see results. And then you kind of get down on yourself and then you go back to eating, you know, donuts and pizza and, you know, seven up and stuff like you were talking about. So that reminds me though, last game night when Mike was in, in fine fettle. Oh yeah. Um, he was telling us that he had, he'd lost like 30 40, pounds. For, yeah. 30 or 40 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Because, because he's been kind of doing the partial fasting thing, you know, where he only yep. eats between three and nine. I thought nine was a little late, but if I did something like that, it'd be like between two and eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would shift it one hour, but I was impressed. He's down to the weight that I should be at, which is 190 pounds. Yeah. So he's at this like ideal weight yeah. and good for him. I'm, yeah. I'm really impressed. So, well, and I love hearing stories like that because when somebody says, Hey, I'm going to get intentional about this and then they actually see the results. That's cool right. because I know people who try and they don't see the results in my experience too, is that if you're not intentional and you're not consistent, you won't see the results. And that's right. the hardest yeah. part about it is because you want to see quick results like, oh man, right. you know, within you a few days I should notice something and, and you won't, you know, it can take a right. while, but what I've been doing at least during the weekdays, no unnecessary carbs or sugars, no gluten, mostly veggies and proteins, wee bit of fruit, Boring. you know, no, it, it actually is because what we do is we, we create concoctions that taste good. The taste buds are going on a journey, but you're just not getting all the junk, okay. you know, Fair enough. and you know, for drinks, it's usually water, tea, black coffee, LaCroix slash bubbly or buble bubbly anyway but here's the thing dude when i do it i feel good i feel better but then yeah over the weekend it's like you know if i want a dilly bar from dairy queen a butterscotch dilly bar or uh you know yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah blizzard or uh, a pizza Mm. yeah chinese food uh yeah oh hey can i share something really quickly please i was reading an article this is cool. So if you drink this quote juice, it can help promote healthy aging. Okay. You ready for this? Please hit me. Drinking a certain root vegetable juice promotes a mix of mouth bacteria associated with healthier blood vessels and brain function. According to a new study of people aged 70 to 80 certain foods 
like lettuce, spinach, celery, are rich in inorganic nitrate, and many oral bacteria play a role in turning nitrate to nitric oxide, which helps to regulate blood vessels and neurotransmission or chemical messages in the brain. And so what they find is that as people get older, they tend to have lower nitric oxide production, and this is associated with poorer vascular blood vessel and cognitive brain health, which, you know, okay. memory loss or other kind of issues like that. So what they uh, what they did is they did a study at the University of Exeter. 26 healthy older people took part in a two 10-day supplementation period, one with nitrate-rich beetroot juice or beet juice, and another with nitrate-free placebo juice, which they drank twice a day. Here are the results showed higher levels of bacteria associated with good vascular and cognitive health and lower levels of bacteria linked to disease and inflammation. And then they were talking about systolic blood pressure dropped on average by five points after drinking the beet juice. They're finding that these nitrate rich foods, when you add those to the diet, in this case, the beet juice for just 10 days, it can substantially alter the oral microbiome, which is a quote mix of bacteria for the better, which it slows down the negative vascular and cognitive changes associated with aging. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really interesting. I My wife loves beets. I've never had a beet juice or otherwise in my life. We're growing beets in our backyard right now. Uh, yeah. So maybe I'll have to give it a try once they come to fruition. I like beets, but you really do need to figure out a way to do it. So for example, with beet juice and I did juicing for a while and I just kind of went, you know what? I feel like the whole Vitamix type of thing is better because, you know, you get the whole vegetable or the whole fruit. You're getting fiber and everything. I think that's just better. Yeah. We used to do Vitamix kind of juices with beets as kind of the base. And because beets in general kind of have a, uh, well, I mean, they're a root. So you get, you get kind of a a calm taste. It's got a little bit of a sweetness to it, but it mixes really well with other things, you know, whatever you want to throw in there. You can sweeten it up just a little bit or whatever. Add some other vegetables. It's pretty tasty if you mix it with other things. And then um, the way we eat beets is, you know, Sarah boils them and then I cut them up and you can put either, you know, some kind of an oil on it or some butter or whatever. It's up to you. And then just some seasoning. And I love it. I mean, I, I eat beets. Have you had borscht before, Brian? I have not. My second or third wife, they put borscht oh. in a thermos for me while I am on Dushambe Road. I drink borscht, which is beet stew. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, so, But I thought you had never had beet before. You said you did. You say you did, but this now is, you don't. This is not me. This is a I personality confused. I do. Yeah, uh, da, 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 da. Drink beet juice or eat beets. It's going to help you have the right bacteria in your mouth and gut to uh, help with healthy aging. There you go. There you go. There's a great tip for all of us right there. Anything other than what I stuff my face with lately. Holy cow. Well, speaking of other health things, something else that I just I had to I had to share this because it's amazing when you experience it. Obviously, here in Colorado, we don't get a lot of opportunity to get out into the sun. Now, ironically, we have over 300 days of sun on an average. You know, it's either forest fire smoke or it's snowing (laughs) until the forest fires start. There's something, you know. You know, I take vitamin D supplements and I mean, it's good. You keep your levels up, but it just doesn't substitute actual sunlight. And it's so yeah. funny because, you know, over the weekend, the weather was so nice. And so we biked and we got to sit out in the sun with with an attack. And it was amazing because I mean, we weren't there that long. And so it's not like I burnt or anything like that. It's just, you know, you get a healthy dose of vitamin D, sit outside, enjoy. And then you come home. I was so relaxed the rest of the day. And I'm not not like tired or like drooling, you know, kind of passed right. out. But I mean, like I felt so good, like the best that I had felt in so long. And I'm just like, is that really all it takes is just getting a little bit of daily sunlight? Holy Maybe. cow. I mean, Superman's wise. That's all I'm going to say. And so are plants because, you know, they they like sunlight. Get your sunlight. We're finding all these little cool health things. You know, here I am like back to drinking some healthy oolong tea and I'm trying to eat healthy again. And, it, and I'm all of a sudden <laughs> I'm feeling good and I'm getting vitamin D and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling good. And so cool. And now I'm I want to drink sliding. beet juice. <laughs> and you're just like, man, I feel that like crap. I've been eating donuts and oh. fried chicken. And oh, dude, dude, fried chicken sounds really good right now. I know it really oh my does. Gosh. Some Kentucky you know, fried chicken. Oh. My, my mother-in-law got an air fryer. You know, those air fryers. Well, yeah, I've, I've heard, you of, heard them. of them. Yeah. yeah. How they're so, kind of the new thing now. Let me tell you what they are. <laughs> An air fryer. It, all it is, is a mix between a dehydrator and a toaster oven. That's all it is. 
It's like a little okay. miniature convection oven. Does it actually and fry like a deep no, fat fryer? No, it does not fry oh. a thing. It's just marketing. It's a gimmick. Oh, what a load, man. Yeah, it's not doesn't fry anything, but you can imitate fried chicken by like coating chicken in uh, like this cornflake concoction or whatever. You can do that with and an oven you, too. Yeah, exactly. So you don't need a everyone in case you're wondering, maybe I should get an air fryer for Christmas. Don't bother. It's just a small convection oven. That's gimmick. all it is. That's too bad. Yeah. I actually I got kind of excited because at first I was going, oh my gosh, this could be a great solution to that deep fat fryer. <laughs> It is. No, it's it's superior to deep fat frying anything, obviously, because you're baking yeah, your but convection. You can do something. that with an oven. You don't need to buy something right. if you already have an oven or whatever. Exactly. As I was reading about it, I'm like, this logically doesn't make sense. No. And l- l- let me just say that air fried chicken doesn't hold a candle to even skillet fried chicken uh, or a barbecue. It's, no- it's nothing close to the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know, man. Dude. Give us an origin. An origin. You know what? So usually our origins are, you know, phrases. Well, today we're going to do an origin of a thing, a noun. Good. And I've been wanting to do this origin for a while. And because I'd read about it a little bit. And and in fact, I might have even mentioned this in passing on on one of the shows a long, long time ago. But I didn't go into detail. That is the origin of the Q-W-E-R-T-Y keyboard. QWERTY! According to the editingco.com and the Smithsonian Institute, in the 1860s, an amateur inventor slash politician slash printer slash newspaper man in Milwaukee by the name of Christopher Latham Scholes often spent his spare time tinkering uh, with and creating new machines to make his business more efficient. One of the inventions he uh, worked on was an early model of the typewriter, which he developed with a guy named Samuel W. Soule, Carlos Glidden, and James Densmore, those three guys. This invention was patented in 1868, so just three years after the Civil War. And the keyboard on this typewriter was actually more closely resembled the keys of a piano with the letters stretched out alphabetically. Yeah. As it was a setup that the team assumed would be most efficient. So A, B, C, D, F, G, et cetera. It makes sense having the letters arranged this way. This way means you wouldn't have to hunt for any keys. You would always know where they are since they were arranged logically. So why change things? Hmm. So according to the Smithsonian Institute, the popular theory of why this was changed is that Scholes had to redesign the keyboard in response to the mechanical failings of early typewriters, which were slightly different from the models most often seen in thrift stores and flea markets. The type bars connecting the key and the letter plate hung in a cycle beneath the paper. So if a user quickly typed a succession of letters mm-hmm. whose type bars were near each other, the delicate machinery would get jammed. Hmm. Again, this is the popular theory. So it is said that Scholes redesigned the arrangement to separate the most common sequences of letters like T and H or H and E. But in theory, then the QWERTY system should maximize the separation of common letter pairings. Mm-hmm. However, researchers at Kyoto University determined that the QWERTY keyboard was actually created based on the advice of telegraph operators. The first keyboards that were being used by telegraph operators to translate Morse code and the keyboards were built for that. One of the typewriter prototypes had a slightly different keyboard that was only changed at the last minute. If it had been put into production, we would be talking about the QUE period TY keyboard. Interesting. Yeah. In 1873, Scholes and his colleagues entered into a deal with Remington, the well-known gun maker. And right before the first machine developed with Remington went in production, Scholes filed another patent, this time for the familiar QWERTY keyboard we all know. Mm-hmm. Both the deal with Remington and the keyboard layout proved to be a huge success. And in 1893, the top typewriter manufacturers merged to form the Union Typewriter Company and agreed to feature the QWERTY keyboard as the standard design from that point forward. Wow. So Interesting. that's where it came from. Yeah. By the way, and I'm assuming most people know this, but... If you look at your keyboard, why is it called QWERTY? Well, if you look at your keyboard and the letters <laughs> at the very top and you start at Q top and you, left, yeah. Yeah, you start at the top left and you go to the right, you realize that spells QWERTY. So I, I know some people have never seen that before. I had heard before I researched it more 
it would be harder for typists to uh, learn to type with the QWERTY keyboard. In other words, it was like a test keyboard that just stuck as far as it became the standard. But that, it turns out, is not true. So You know, it is interesting because as I've learned to type on it, of course, when I did, it didn't make any sense, you know. But then as I type words and stuff, I don't know if it's just because I've trained my brain, you know, and that's why it makes sense to me. But yeah, like they were talking about with T and H, you know, they're right next to each other. So when you're writing the, you know, you're not having to go like, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down to where T is and then going back to where the H is and stuff. It actually kind of makes sense. It, as bizarre as it is, it does somehow make sense. One of the things that debunks the theory, besides what the researchers at Kyoto University found, on the QWERTY keyboard, E and R are still right next to each other. And apparently a huge percentage of English words have an E and an R right after it. So that that theory is just out the window just yeah. on that basis alone. What they really need to do, though, is mess the numbers up at top so that, you know, instead <laughs> of because <laughs> you know, we're all typing one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> well, thanks for that, dude. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was actually wondering why they did that in the first place. So that's neat to know. Well, we've got to talk about some things we've been watching because I know some of these things have received some popularity and, you know, acclaim and people are like, oh, I got to check that out. Let's do this. Well, first of all, this might be a little less known, but it was featured on Netflix and the preview looked amazing. So I'm I'm like, I got to check this out. It's called Shadow and Bone. I have not heard of that. Brand new came out this week, I think. So far, I really like it. I'm I think I watched the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. What's the premise behind it? It looks like it kind of takes place back in I don't know, 1800s, maybe, maybe earlier than that. It's a period piece mixed with fantasy. Is that? Yeah, it's a fantasy period piece. It almost feels like there's a, I wouldn't say that there's a a steampunk vibe, but it's almost like it was inspired by steampunk in the sense of that, like it's period, but it's not entirely historical. You know, like they have some things that seem a little more advanced kind of thing. There's this thing called the crossing and basically they have to cross from you know, if they want to go from one city to the other, they have to go through this darkness and it's this like weird black curtain that kind of, you know, just hangs there. And so they have to cross through it because you can't go around it. You cross through it and it's completely dark. And if you are seen, uh, I don't know if you heard or anything, but if you're seen, then these things, I don't know if they're demons or gargoyles or dragons or I have no idea will basically come down and kill you, you know? And so you have to get through this crossing really carefully and people have powers, you know, like they can control fire or wind. Or, and it seems like mostly the elements. Okay. Is it, a, that's is it a foreign a, series or no, no, it's, it's, it's American. Okay. In English. So I, it's, I mean, I don't know much about it. Maybe it's based on a book. I have no idea, but I hmm. just, like I said, watched the first episode and I was just like, wow, this is actually really well done. And it's, yeah, it's I cool. Might so, check that out. Yeah. There are uh, just throwing this out for those of you who are you know sensitive to this. There's the bloodiness to it. Just FYI. So, so it's gory. Uh, okay. It's not horribly gory, but there's some. Okay. So it's not like Mortal Kombat gory, but it is <laughs> gory. So gratuitous gore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not gratuitous, but it is definitely there. So it's it's really good so far. I'm just really impressed and, and I'm drawn in by it. The ratings on IMDb are actually in the eight, I think 8.2 out of 10 or something like that. Oh, nice. Which is okay. also positive because remember that the irregulars that I checked out? Yeah, I I watched the first episode and I just I kind of had a hard time getting through it and I'm like I don't know and then I looked at it and the ratings were like five point three out of ten and I went okay maybe oh, or maybe okay. it's five point eight I don't know but one way or the other I'm like okay I'm not alone in this this one's good manifest is back for those of you who have been watching that season three I don't think I've asked you what manifest is about yet either what what's that uh, about well the very beginning the very first show they're in Jamaica and it's about you know mainly a family and then it starts to spread out to other people as well. But it's like the mom and the daughter decide to go on a flight with the grandparents and then the basically the sister and the brother and the son go off on a they, they decide to take a different flight for various reasons, you know, kind of like, hey, we'll pay you to take a different flight kind of thing. You know, they do that all the time. OK, and so they go on separate flights and the mom and the daughter and the grandparents go home and then the other two, they get on the flight and then something weird happens in midair and then they land and you know, when they get off the plane, everybody's freaking out and there's police everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Huh. And they said, you've been missing for five years. Interesting. And they're like, wait, what? Like we just got on the plane and flew home. It's only been a couple of hours. It's been five years. Wow. And that's where it goes from there. I love okay. it. I mean, I'm having a good time. Not everybody likes the show. 
It's not for everybody, but I really have had a good time with it. And it's fascinating and they're, they're bringing more and more into it. And it's just, it's cool. I don't want to get spoilery with anything we've talked about here. We're going to talk about the Falcon and the winter soldier as kind of an overall thoughts on the season. And then we also want to talk about the new moral combat movie, which just came out about a week ago as well. Again, non-spoilery. We're just doing kind of an overview just to give you some thoughts and stuff like that. So let's get into the Falcon and the winter soldier. Go ahead and start captain Falcon and winter soldier. I was very impressed. Um, only six episodes, but every one of them was enjoyable. Uh, I thought it wrapped up really great. I was happy with the outcome. I heard it wasn't like the comics just right, but let's face it. The percentage of people who have read the co- those comics versus the percentage of the viewing public is like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So I thought the writers did just fine. I'm really glad I can't compare their story and that of the comics, which are often unfilmable. I strongly recommend this series for anybody who's keeping up with the MCU. It's a fantastic series. Well done. Cool. I enjoyed it as well. There were a lot of things I liked. I especially liked the first four episodes and mm-hmm. especially that fourth episode was, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there was something about that episode where I was like, wow, this is Marvel at its top, you know, really, really good stuff here. Episode five for me was a bit of a filler. And even though I enjoyed it, it I, was I, a filler. Yes. It was weird. It was kind of like, why is this episode here? This actually it was a transitional episode for sure. I guess it was a surprise to me, but I didn't hate it. It was just kind of more of a, yeah. huh, that's weird. I, I thought of it as like a calm before the storm. Like, yeah, and it was, was it was. Yeah. yeah. And then the last episode was, was still good. I enjoyed it, but there were some problems with it in my opinion. And, and I know I'm not alone in this and I know everybody has different opinions. Um, I have had some discussions with people and some people were like, yeah, it was fine. And you know, but I see what you're saying and others were really angry with the last episode. Mm. Here are the goods. Here are the positives eye candy, fun sequences. It's Marvel, enjoyable show, great acting. You know, the characters were great. I know at the beginning of the show, I said, hey, I don't really care much about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as characters just because they've never really done much with them in the movies. Yeah. Well, now I care about them and I'm really glad they did this and I'm glad that they brought a backstory to those characters and even more characters. I really enjoyed that. Right. However, this is where things for me were a little challenging. And again, I don't want to give away too much in the way of spoilers, but there was a, an awkward characterization of the villain. Should we feel sorry for the villain? Should we try to relate to the villain, you know, and, and, you know, it's a troubled person who is, is, you know, standing up and fighting for the right things kind of thing, but then murder wrong way. Yeah. Like just because somebody believes in something doesn't give you the right to murder someone, you know, like the villain was standing up for her people. And saying, you know, hey, you, like you, you guys are hurting us and, and we need to stand up for what's right here. That's good, right. right? Yeah. But then when you cross the line to, okay, now I'm going to murder a bunch of people, bomb them, kill them, etc. Uh, okay, now, now you, you lost your credibility because instead of standing up for what's right, you've now, you know, you've stooped down to the, the illegal <laughs> level, which you can't do. Yeah, your, your means don't justify the ends anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the problem with anybody when it, you know when it comes to that even like the boulder shooting it's like well what was the problem with that person what was their pain why did they go and do that in the first place that does need to be addressed right. and they also chose to kill people and you cannot right. ignore that you can you know right so i'm throwing that in there as a the villain was was weird in that sense like should we feel sorry or not is she a villain or not and there was some stuff that went with that. And then there were some things said at the very end of uh, the, the final episode that it felt extremely politically correct. Like, for example, we can't call these people terrorists. What else would you call them? They're murdering right. people like, well, we need to call them troubled souls. And it's like they're murdering people. Is that the word they use? Well, it was term? more like, I don't know if it was troubled souls or, you know, these people are uh, passionate or something. I don't know what it was, but it was. It was just kind of like, oh, who wrote that? You know, like that seems kind of disingenuous and and insensitive to those who lost their lives. What about the families that lost someone because these people murdered them? Well, you know, they're they're just they're passionate people. Dude, they killed my brother. You know, it's like, come on, guys. (laughs) Uh, That felt I don't know what that was, but that that really upset me. It it was kind of like that's not an okay thing to do. So there were two main agendas in this show. One of them started off really, really well. Like this is a fantastic message. This will resonate with people. This is something that needs to be said. Thank you for saying it. And then they kept saying it. 
So, you know, here we were talking about health right. and here, here's an example, Captain. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to start drinking beet juice and, and I shared like my routine and how I'm feeling well and I'm getting vitamin D and I'm eating well and stuff and I'm enjoying it. And you're kind of like, oh man, I'm eating like crap and stuff. Well, <laughs> I didn't tell you that to make you feel bad. I was just sharing what I'm doing and I hope it inspires somebody to go, you know what? I want to do that. I want to feel good. I want to get vitamin D and stuff. But now if I were to, for the next five episodes, start going, Hey, Tony, when are you going to start eating healthy? When are you going to get vitamin D? When are you going to drink beet juice? Come on, Tony, you need to do that. You need to do that right now. And then I say it again and again and again. And finally, like, dude, Brian, stop it. You said it once and it was awesome, but now you're pissing me off. And that's kicking a dead horse. That's what they did with with one of the agendas in here. And it was a little bit again. I have no problem with what they were saying and and the agenda. And it was good and it was healthy. and It was needed. But the delivery was at the end, almost insulting and frustrating. Yeah, the message was very good and very important, yes. and it was right. But yes, hundred percent, they did overdo it a little bit. I I would agree. Yeah, and and again too, this goes back to my thing with Gene Roddenberry, where it's like he set an example. He said, "This is the way it should be," and I'm going to go showing do it. it. Yes, and I'm yeah. going to inspire others to do the same thing by my actions. Oh my gosh, look at how many people over the last where are we at 60 years or something since the first star Mm -hmm. Trek came out, something like that. Almost, almost 60 years. That's crazy, dude. Uh, Wow. How many generations of people have been inspired by his message? And now look at where people are at today. He changed the world for the better in many ways by doing it. He didn't preach it. He did it. He lived it. Right. Right. And I'm like, you know, that's a far more powerful way to initiate change than to preach it. Well, preaching it yeah, like and then when, hitting people in the chest and saying, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, change, 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 you know, but that's, you know what I, I'm, yeah. I'm preaching to myself. Here we are preaching. I'm preaching to myself here because <laughs> Lay it on me, brother. I have a tendency to do it too. And it's just like, dude, Amen. shut up, Brian. You already said it. <laughs> like, oh. Amen. It didn't destroy the series for me. It was just a frustrating thing. And then the other right. agenda, again, I don't want to get into because I don't want to spoil anything. The other agenda kind of goes along with what I was saying about, you know, we can't call them terrorists. There were some issues with that that just felt I'm going to say ignorant because we were talking about ignorance, you know, recently. And yes. it was more of a, the, the writers didn't really know what they were talking about. I mean, they, they had an idea and their idea was really good. And it was like, this is a good challenge, but they didn't really know what they were talking about. And so how it came out felt uneducated. <laughs> so I guess it just wasn't entirely uh, accurate. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm, you know, me, Brian, I, I really appreciate the reality of the world we live in being a gray rife with gray areas, right? Nothing's really black and white. Totally. But they, the way they did the gray area, I could, I could see why that bothered you because it was, I mean, even I felt like the, the villain, the bad guys, so to speak in this were just not very defined and what they were fighting for was not really defined. It was kind of nebulous. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I can, I can appreciate illustrating the gray area between good and evil. I, I like that. That's kind of a thing these days, but they needed to define a little better in this series. I thought, yeah, yeah, no, and you're, you're right. Actually, I, I've started to come to understand because, you know, if you start to understand people in general, you realize that yes, no one's black and white. Really? Everybody has a yeah. gray area. In fact, we were talking about this, uh, you know, with a couple of friends and stuff and they were saying not, not the show, but just in general dealing with past issues. And how important it is to go through past traumas, hurts, you know, et cetera, et cetera, working through that in order to essentially free yourself in the present. Mm -hmm. One of them was saying, I didn't even know this was something I needed to do. And my response was, I don't think most people know that this is something that we should all do. When you look at the people that are on Facebook that are promoting them. In fact, I've got a friend who I know this person's history. I know how this person grew up and how intense and over the top this person's parents were Mm. and how much if this person didn't perform at the peak level, winning everything first place, et cetera, this person got like really hurt, you know, um, Mm. by things that the parents would say, you know, the parents meant well, it's not like this person was abused or anything like that, but it was, it left a scar. And so now as an adult, this person talks about, look at all these things I'm doing and look at all these achievements and look at how happy my life is. And I'm like, I know better. Like mm. you're, you're doing this stuff to run from your pain. 
on the inside, I feel horrible for this person. But on the outside, everyone's like, wow, this person's amazing and successful and has the perfect <laughs> life. And it's like, no. So my point is, is that I love the complex villain. I love yes. it because it makes sense. That's very real to life. That's very real to any of us. And I also agree with you that they they didn't really do the best job in fleshing out this complex villain. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do it like with Thanos, of course, is the epitome of the complex villain, right? And they did him so well. Yeah, they really did. But they didn't quite hit the mark on the villain and group of villains, I guess you would say, in this series. But that doesn't doesn't take anything away from the series. It was still a great series. I agree. Um, And it's still worth watching. Yeah, very worth watching. Uh, In fact, if you're interested in keeping up with the Marvel comic universe, you kind of have to watch it because they're going to keep building from it. So the last thing I'll say about this is that it was a fantastic show that was plagued with a, I'm going to say problematic presentation of agendas, which of course, you know, I don't like agendas in general. We've experienced the pain and suffering of what's been going on over the last, you know, year plus now, many of us worse, some less. And of course, everybody's been dealing with stuff, as I just mentioned throughout their lives. Do you want to hear agendas in your entertainment? Or would you rather your entertainment yeah. just be entertainment? And I'm curious. Yeah, like I, I'm just asking that I question. I am curious too. In my mind, I would think that most people, no matter what side you're on of given agenda, would prefer not to hear it shoved in your face. If you're for it, you might be embarrassed that they're shoving it in your face. And if you're against it, it'll just make you more angry. I, I just don't see how any approach other than the Roddenberry approach of just just showing what is ideal and not saying anything about it. Just put it in front of us and let us figure it out. How that anything else could be superior to that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know, an education on this is really good because I think a lot of times people have their heads. I would say most people have their heads buried in the sand with stuff with some degree or other. Yeah. yeah, And you know, and, and that's fine. That's kind of yeah. our, our desire to avoid pain and stuff. And I understand that. Right. So education, I think, is really good in this particular situation, but is entertainment the place for this type of education? And then also, I guess the second question would be what you, what you said is, how do you learn best? Do you learn by people educating you and then kind of letting you make the decision from there? Or do you learn by people kind of pushing you until you finally give in and say, okay, thanks for holding me accountable? True. Or do you learn best by just by example? How do you learn best when it comes to unleashing your superhero right and it's going to change it's going to be different from person to person so yeah oh yeah absolutely all right let's get into uh mortal Kombat. so first of all <sighs> tell me what you thought because i know we're we're uh we're on the polar opposite side of this one so. oh my <laughs> god we are on the polar opposite okay so uh this is going to be a perfectly siskel and ebert moment totally. for us whereas brian and i are 180 degrees apart in this movie I really wanted to have a fun time watching it, a la Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong was a pretty shallow movie, not a very deep plot, but I had fun watching it. It was yep. it was just a fun, colorful, enjoyable film. But after the first ten minutes of Mortal Kombat, which were fine, by the way, it just went downhill and never recovered. <laughs> I am embarrassed for the actors, some of whom I know are quite good. Yeah. I mean, some of the actors in this film are, are, are in some other things where I've seen them do really good jobs. The acting wasn't necessarily off on this movie. It was mostly a writing problem. I really hate to say it. I really hate to say this, Brian, but by the end of the film, I was embarrassed that the movie actually got made and that someone spent millions of dollars making it. $55 million to be exact. It just didn't reflect its budget, in my opinion. And it really wasn't any better than the original Mortal Kombat from 1995. It might have even been worse. And that surprised me. I was really kind of blown away. I, it's Mortal Kombat, folks. I kept starting to nod off halfway through the movie, but I toughed it out. I toughed it out so I could warn all of you listeners off. Do not watch this movie. And by the way, it got a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 44% on Metacritic. It was so, higher on IMDb though. And it was much higher on Google ratings. You know, yeah. the Google, uh, people who rate stuff on Google, they rated it like in the mid eighties, which yeah. just idiocracy. That's all I got to say. Idiocracy. <laughs> So you're calling me an idiot. 
Wow. No, okay. but I am saying without any hesitation that movies like this are really dumbing us down. Did you ever play the games? Yes. Okay. So you know the, the history and the backstory behind that more, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Which with, and there isn't much. No, no, it's a game, but I really enjoyed it. I had Good. no problem with it, but here's the thing. It's mortal Kombat. There's not supposed to be much of a story. It's supposed to be. I mean, right. I went it going, dude, this is going to be a cheese fest. It's just going to be a bunch of roid rage test fest fighting. We're going to have a good time. And that's it. Like that was my entire yeah. expectation. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. So I, yeah, my expectation but- was met and I was like, yeah, I walked in. Here's the thing though. I watched the 95 movie total cheese. I mean, total cheese, Yeah, but it was fun. And then I watched this and I thought, you know, they, they did a really nice job of recreating it in my opinion. I yeah. thought that, you know, they, they added to the story more, especially with like Scorpion and, and Sub-Zero. There really was no story to them at all in the 95 movie or in the video game. But in the in this movie, I was like, that's actually a kind of a really cool storyline that they they brought into it. And of course, it's completely fantastic in its elements and like nothing is meant to be real or realistic in any way, shape or form. That's kind of the whole point of it, you know? Yeah. And so in that, I was like, I enjoyed it. If Vin <laughs> Diesel was in it, it would have been like Vin Diesel and the rock. If they had put those two guys in it, it would have been like the perfect roid raged fest. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's exactly I, what it was. You're right. You're, you're not wrong at all. Obviously there's no right and wrong here, but, but I just, I think my problem with it was that I just, I know they can't do much with the mortal Kombat story. I know that no. it's, it's going to be not a shallow movie no matter one. what. Yeah. But I just wanted them to put a little more, I don't know, something, something into it, I guess. So to answer that concern, they have, and this, maybe this is a bad idea. I don't know. But apparently the guy that did Sub-Zero signed on to do five movies. Now, who knows if they'll ever actually get around to doing five Mortal Kombat movies, but that's their, that's their plan. Well, and so it what they're doing, with, it ends with the Im- implication that there will at least be a second one, but go ahead. Exactly. And so the Mortal Kombat movie was intended to be somewhat of a retelling of the first one. It's also a bit of a prequel, but at the same time, it kind of goes hand in hand with, again, that 95 movie. And now they're doing some stuff where it's like, all right, here comes the next steps. And apparently they're supposed to get more in, in depth into the story behind a lot of the characters, more development and a lot more behind what's going on with like outworld and all those other good things. So Hmm. that's their intention from what I was reading and seeing, but no, there's not much of a story here. I mean, I'll tell (laughs) you what though. The soundtrack was really good. I enjoyed that. I thought the fighting, the action and the fighting were actually really well done. Like the choreography of the fighting was, was really good. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Okay. Fair enough. If I'm going to throw one positive thing out, it's going to be that the choreography was okay. If you are a Mortal Kombat fan and you like this type of movie, and by the way, I did say earlier that it is it is gory at times. Very. It, it's worth it, but you may or may not like it. And that's the thing. And here's the thing. Case in point, Captain, you hated it. Some of you are going to hate it and some of you are going to love it. I was talking to Captain. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. And when I was talking to Lord Thunder, he's like, dude, I can't wait to talk about this. I loved it. So, oh no, Lord, <laughs> Lord, no, he, he picked, my Lord. So are you, uh, are you camp captain or are you camp TRB <laughs> your, your choice? You know, and by hey, the way, it I'm, really I'm, doesn't I'm, matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, but I, I'm, I'm honestly glad that you and Lord Thunder liked it. And I, and I hope, you know, if, if you happen to see it, I hope you enjoyed it because yeah. why waste your time? I mean, I felt like I wasted a couple hours of my life, but it wasn't That's funny that that's just me, you know? So, (laughs) but you know, once again, this goes back to the fact that everybody has different perspectives and opinions. And so when I talk about things that I just, that drive me crazy and I go, Oh my gosh, this was terrible. How could anybody like this case in point, the movie, the new mutants, I watched it and I thought it was one of the worst superhero movies made (laughs) and it, it did not do well in the ratings, but then I, you know, I'm a part of a Facebook group that talks about movies and stuff someone brought up, Oh my gosh, I finally just saw the new mutants and I thought it was fantastic. And it's one of the Hell best yeah. superhero movies I've ever seen. And I'm like, what? maybe I should, I should check it out. Cause I have access to that movie. Maybe I should watch it. You should tell me what that'd you be think. hilarious. If I liked it, but then that'd a lot of funny. people were like, yeah, it was so underrated. It was really, really good. And I'm like, case huh. in point, we all have different opinions. We all are going to like different things. And if we didn't, there wouldn't be the beautiful variety in this world that there is. There wouldn't be all of the different offerings for people that we have. 
it's just the way it is. And, and honestly, how and boring it would be if we all liked and hated the same things. True. But on the flip side, we wouldn't have wars and I would agree conflicts like that. So, but you know what? You and I are an example of how people can polar opposite disagree on something and still right. respect each other, remain friends and have absolutely no issues with each other about it. Absolutely. So if everyone else can get on board with that type of a relationship, then we, then we wouldn't have wars and fights and other problems. Purely platonic, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, Tony. <laughs> get rid of your pride and uh you know what who cares like it at, at first like when i saw what you wrote i was almost a little offended and then i'm like dude <laughs> i it, figured you might it be. really doesn't matter because we're we're friends and you know you're welcome to hate it and i'm welcome to love it and that's fine it's gonna be great it is totally fine yeah, yeah. i was talking with sarah and i was like i actually said like wow i didn't expect tony to hate this you know and then <laughs> she brought that up she goes well you guys are always talking about how you know you'll have differences of opinions but you're still friends and i said yeah and that's the most important thing right hundred percent. This is a great illustrative example of that. Yeah. I'm going to share three songs. And the reason I want to share this is because one of them actually has to do with the Mortal Kombat. If you liked the original Mortal Kombat song from 1995, which I loved it. It's just, it's so cheesy. Awesome. They did a, a new 2021 version of it for this movie. And it was by Benjamin Wallfish. That's that's I believe that's how you pronounce his last name anyway, and it's called Techno really? Syndrome 2021 in parentheses Mortal Kombat. It's very long. I feel like they should make it a little longer, like Techno Syndrome 2021 in parentheses Mortal Kombat, and then you know as inspired by the 1995 movie, which was inspired yeah. by the 1992 <laughs> game, Redux made, made by so. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty fun. And then I found another one that was actually in the uh, TV show Lupin that I was watching, Cascade or Cascader. Can't can't wait. Where? Cascade. Oh. Uh, it's cascade with the UR at the end of it. So cascade is what I'm going to go with. And cascade the name of the song is oui. called meaning. And by the way, the choral version, there's two. There's the original meaning and then there's the meaning, the choral version. And the one with the choral version is just it's haunting. Oh, it's so like chilly, like it gives you chills. Oh, it's beautiful. Anyway, I put that on there. And then another one, uh, Zade Wolf. I like his stuff. He's had some fun music in the past. And this one's called Holy Water. Oh my gosh. Like it's just one of those like anthem songs. Get you pumped up and all that. So I'll put those in the uh, TRBS 2021 Spotify mix. Cool. Check it out. Well, Captain, thank you. This was fun, man. We've got more to talk about. In fact, I know you are getting into lit RPG books again. again. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that next week. I want to talk a little bit about new games because I'm ready. So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. We'll talk about the other article that I found that actually is kind of a health related one as well. And it talks about the importance of like having a healthy gut <laughs> eating more donuts. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But it was really cool. It actually has a really, really cool link to how we feel our emotions. It's amazing. So I'm going to talk about that cool. next week. And plus we'll talk about more of what we're watching and um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. But in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining us and captain. Thank you for hanging out with me again. You're welcome. It's always fun. By the way, show notes are over at realbrianshow.com slash 278. You can scroll down on your app. You can do that. You know, the other thing was I was thinking of better ways to get in touch with us. And after watching Lord of the Rings, I truly believe that the signal fire option, um, (laughs) you know, on top of mountains is probably the best way. And I'm deep thoughts (laughs) with Captain Influence. I never thought I'd say this, but my lunch lady from junior high really had it going on. I hope she's still slinging the sloppy joes for some lucky guy. I hope so, too. Mm. You know what the music means? Time to head on out. We're going to try. We're going to try so hard to have the video up in testing within the next week or two. That is the goal. But hey, thanks for your patience on this. But really, thank you for joining us. It's such a fun way to end the week. I hope this was positive and fun and thought provoking. But yeah, join us next week. Have a great weekend. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.